going on, Camcast? Uh, thank you for joining me on another episode of Talking About Some Marvel Stuff. We're going to do a little bit of uh, you know review on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the season finale. And also, I'll talk a little bit about episode five, too, because I didn't get to it last week. Um, I want to say, first of all, I'm sorry for the lateness of this video. I was planning on doing this video on Friday, uh, or this podcast. I do See, I do podcasts and YouTube videos at the same time, so sometimes I call it a video, sometimes I call it a podcast. Just bear with me. Um, I plan on doing this on Friday, actually. I was going to watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier after work on Friday, and I was going to get this video up uh, in the PM. I was planning on doing, getting it up at around like 8 or 9 p.m. Um, I got the COVID vaccine on Thursday, the, my second dose of the Moderna vaccine, and I had to leave work early on Friday, and I was down for the count on Friday, so I didn't get it, you know, didn't get it done. And then yesterday, I have had a couple of things that I had to get uh, had to get finished and get accomplished, you know, for just a regular Saturday. So yeah, this is just going to be a little bit late, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, for liking, sharing, subscribing, and commenting on the on the video. <laughs> but uh, you know, guys, uh, this is going to be a fun uh, a fun talk. It probably shouldn't be that long. There's not a lot of things I want to unpack. There's a couple really key moments in the finale and in episode five that I want to talk about. But before we get into that, guys, I wanted to say, uh, if, in case you didn't know. Uh, Camcast just launched a internet shop online. You can find that in the link in, I think, my YouTube. It goes to my link tree, and it's called Camcast Merch. Also on Instagram at cam.cast. It's K-A-M dot K-A-S-T. There's a link in that link tree as well where it says Camcast Merch, and basically it's a print-to-order shop where we have T-shirts, there are phone cases, there's bags, you know, with the Camcast logo on them. Um, it looks pretty cool. And, uh, you know, so far, so far about, uh, 25 or 30 items have been bought in the last three days alone, which is really great. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all you guys for, uh, you know, for going out there, purchasing some of the merch. It helps out the channel. And if you do purchase some merch, go ahead and, and, uh, when you do get it in the mail, make sure that you tag Camcast and, uh, you know, it, it just helps me out a lot. And I really appreciate the, uh, you know, just every, you guys going out there and, and doing that for me. That means a lot for me. It means a lot for the channel going forward. Um, so if you haven't had an opportunity to check out the merch, go to the store. And also, there's going to be a new logo for the merch store today. It's going to be the same logo that we have, but it'll have a back a black background with yellow writing as opposed to the yellow background with black writing. Say that fucking 10 times quick. That suck. That's that's tough. Um, but no, nah, I, again, I, I really appreciate that that type of support, you guys. That means a lot. Um, so yeah, you know, that's look, look at those type of things going on for Camcast from now on. And, um, if you want something, you know, on a, if you, if you want that logo or you want that type of merch on other types of things, let me know and I'll try to make those things happen. But for right now, that's what the store is going to be. I have a different idea moving forward and, you know, potentially I'm going to have the Camcast logo on some stuff as well. If you want some merch of the Camcast logo, you know, the normal logo, with uh, the beard and you know the headset and the palm tree and the uh, the a goofy movie triangle, which is basically what it is. Go ahead and, and and message me on on the Instagram or comment down below here on YouTube if you guys want to go ahead and uh, have me do that for you. So without further ado, we're gonna get more into the video here and talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So episode five was. It was a really good calm before the storm episode. There were two montages. We we you know we saw a lot more of, of Bucky and and Sam kind of just hanging out, and um, there was that whole montage scene with uh, with Sam basically training to become Captain America, and it was awesome, you know. And then it kind of that that episode kind of leaves with the cliffhanger of Sam opening up the package and 
or that that uh, that that chest from uh, from Wakanda, which Bucky I guess called in a favor from the Wakandans uh, to make Sam a new suit, which I thought was really cool. And, and so that's how that episode ends. But episode five, it was it was a solid episode. I really liked it. But I liked it because of the of the sequence in which you know Sam is training hard, and he understands what he's about to do. He's he's literally he's choosing to become Captain America because he finally feels like he's worthy of becoming Captain America. And I thought that that was done very well. There's that scene in episode five where Sam's training and he's running and he's running and the, you know, he's, he's in the camera and then all of a sudden like he pans this way, the camera pans and, you know, to his left, it's kind of like an homage to, you know, Captain America when he always, you know, when Caps always says in, in a Captain America and the Winter Soldier, when him and Sam first meet, and they're running around the uh, the Washington Monument, and Cap always says, "On your left," you know, and he kind of runs around, and, and you know, it's the iconic words that you hear in Endgame during the portal scene and all that. So I thought that was a really good uh, good nod. But on to the finale. So there's a, there's a few things to unpack here in the finale. A couple things that I really liked. First of all, love the suit. Okay, we see uh, Falcon now turn Captain America, get his uh, his Captain America suit. He has the shield. He has the new wings. He's got the star. He's got the stars and stripes. He's looking great, right? He Sam, the thing that I like about this, Sam Wilson has been basically been, been groomed to become Captain America since his first appearance in the MCU back in 2014's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, Sam is just a good guy. He's a good human being. He, he knows right from wrong. He's not easily compromised at all. He's just like Steve. That's why it's important that I know there was there were arguments probably a couple years ago as to who should be the next Captain America. Could it be Bucky? Could it be uh, Sam Wilson? But it can't be Bucky. You know, Bucky killed lots of people, and Captain America. The whole point of being Captain America is he inspires hope. He inspires change. He inspires positivity, and that's exactly what Sam Wilson has done in his tenure during the MCU. He's just been a a sturdy pillar. For, for good and for you know justness and just being an overall good human being, having a strong moral compass. I mean, Steve Rogers trusted Sam with his life. He really did. And that's really everything you need to know about Sam is the fact that, you know, the OG Captain America, Steve Rogers, trusted this man and went into battle with him numerous times because he knew what type of person he was and he knew how strong his moral character was. So... Sam becoming Captain America, I think, is just, it's perfection, right? It's great. And then everything that went on with Isaiah Washington, the, the, you know, the OG black Captain America, and how he, he wanted to defame the name of Captain America. He thought any black man that wants to become Captain America has no idea what's going on. I thought that all of everything that they did wrapped up wonderfully. I thought it was great. I loved the fact that Sam became Cap. Like, I... This and then the fighting scenes with uh, with uh, Batroc the Leaper, uh, you know, aka George Saint Pierre. Those are really good scenes. I love the fighting and the thing that we got to remember is too, Sam has no so super soldier serum. He's just a man with with a suit, wings, can fly, and has a vibranium shield, and it's amazing. You know, he's really he's out there kicking some butt. Um, it's just a really good scene, right? Then I really like what they did with John Walker in the finale. They He's out for revenge. He create he basically becomes a U.S. agent unofficially. He's out for revenge, and um, he's at a crossroads between wanting to get revenge on these on the people and kill them. You know the the hand or whatever that that group that we really don't give a shit about, led by that that redheaded chick, the uh, Carly, which is I mean they were the probably the weakest part of the show. I didn't really care for them at all. 
I understood kind of what they were doing, but not enough to side with them like Sam did a couple of times. Um, so I didn't like that aspect of the show. But anyways, so John has a chance to kill these guys or he has a chance to save these people. So he chooses to save these people. And I thought that that was really important for his character going forward. So I like what they did with him in this finale, even though he didn't get a lot of screen time. He didn't get a lot of, of, of dialogue or things that he can do in this episode. But overall, I thought that they used his character pretty well. And I was satisfied with his conclusion in this, in this show. Uh, the next thing we'll, you know, we'll talk about is, is Bucky. Bucky didn't have a lot to do in this, in the season finale, which is fine because the, the spotlight should be on Sam in this episode because he transitions from being the Falcon to being Captain America. Like he's no longer Falcon or as one of the people said, black Falcon, which that was kind of funny because of, you know, black Panther. I just thought that was funny. But, uh, but no, he's Captain America now. He's legit Captain America. No super soldier serum. Just a good man trying to do good in the world. And I, I you know, I'd, so Bucky not having a lot to do is fine with me because I think that what is important that, that happened in the show with Bucky is that Bucky seems more at peace now. He crossed out all the names in his book. You know, everyone he needed to talk to that, you know, he did wrong in the past when he was a Winter Soldier. He told his friend that he killed his son you know, as the Winter Soldier, even though he had no control over it, and you know, at the end of, the, of this episode, at the end of this finale, Bucky just seems more at peace, right? He's out there in Louisiana with Sam and, and you know all the people down there, and he just seems a lot happier. Like he's he's one of you know, one of the family down there. He's like he's hanging out with Sarah and <laughs> Sarah, and he's hanging out with Sarah and he's hanging out with you know the kids, and he just seems like I haven't seen uh, Bucky that happy since. He was at the Stark Expo in 1941, right before he got shipped off to World War II, and he was hanging out with super skinny Steve Rogers and was it Dot and Sue or whatever their names were, the two random girls. But not that was the last time that we really ever saw Bucky that happy. And I think that's important moving forward because I think the next evolution of, of Bucky Barnes is to shed the mantle of being called the Winter Soldier, and hopefully the next time we have because Captain America Four has been announced. If you don't know, um, Captain America Four has been announced. And I'm hoping that he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. I hope he becomes the White Wolf, which is, you know, what they, what the, uh, what the person from Wakanda calls him. I believe in episode three or four, she calls him the White Wolf, and and they, I think they call him that in the Infinity War as well. They call him White Wolf. So I think it'd be fun to get him, or even just call him Bucky. Just don't call him Winter Soldier anymore because the Winter Soldier is kind of a, it's a negative stigma. It's it's not something that you you want to hear, especially if you're Bucky and you're trying to shed that. So. Now it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of what I don't, what I didn't really like as much in the finale. Um, I, I talk about the the uh, Carly and her group. I don't really understand completely what they were going for. I didn't, I didn't get it to a hundred, hundred percent. I didn't really get it. Um, I understand, but and that and that was kind of the problem. But it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're always going to have weak villains, and I understand that because there's always an overarching villain that we're going to be talking about, and I think that's going to wind up being Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character. She's supposed to be like Madame Hydra or something, according to comics and internet research. Um, she recruits John Walker and basically makes him become the U.S. agent. But at this point in the in the move in the in the show, John Walker seems like he's more stable. He's he's more content. And him becoming U.S. agent in his eyes is a positive because he's going to be able to become a hero. But what I fear is that he's actually not going to become a hero. He's going to be, you know, suckered into joining the Thunderbolts, which is a group in the comics uh, developed by Thunderbolt Ross. Of course, you know, General Thunderbolt Ross, uh, who's the main, you know, main bad guy in uh, 
The Incredible Hulk, you know, the Edward Norton one, and he came back for Infinity War um, and Civil War, I think. Yeah, and I think he was in both of those. But basically, it's a group of, of villains who are forced into doing good um, and then eventually become villains as well. That's my understanding of it. So there's thought that Zemo is going to come back and join the Thunderbolts. Everyone who's on the raft, because Thunderbolt Ross has kind of control over the raft, is going to come back and be a member of the Thunderbolts. And that would be a really cool movie. Because what you can do is, you know, all those different heroes that are, that that means that Marvel's not going to be killing off their heroes for a while, right? They're going to be preserving them and then using them in future installments, which I think is something that they should have already been doing, right? Because that's one of the biggest gripes in Marvel movies and Marvel, I guess, you know, shows now is they're killing off the, the villains. But now they haven't, right? I mean, Agnes is alive. Normally you would have killed her off. Um, who's the villain? In this? Uh, uh Zemo is alive. They didn't kill him off. Like there, there are these these villains that normally would have died, and now they're alive. And it, it kind of opens up the possibility for these new type of of villain team ups, which I think is really interesting, especially with Zemo. Give me more Daniel Brule, okay? I would Daniel Brule five days a week. That guy's a phenomenal actor. He's great in Glorious Bastards. And then they put Rush, the Ron Howard film with Chris Hemsworth about the two uh, Formula One drivers on Netflix last week. So I rewatched that because I haven't seen it in a while. That's an amazing movie starring Daniel Brühl. He's fantastic as a, as a, as Nicky Lotta, who's a great Formula One driver. It's a great movie. It's I strong recommend. Strong recommend. It's on Netflix, so it's free. You don't got to pay for it uh, unless you don't have Netflix. Then you know pay for it. It's worth a watch. But uh, no, so the Thunderbolts is a big possibility. I think that's a big reason as to why this show happened. They're setting up a lot of things, and I have a feeling the Thunderbolts will pay will will play into you know Captain America four whatever the title on that one's going to be. I'm really curious what that one's going to be called. Um, but other than that, I mean, the thing that I there's the other thing that I really didn't care for in the episode, and I liked it to begin with, but I thought it was like three minutes too long, was Captain America's speech to you know to the council basically in that got televised accidentally. I thought in the beginning it was really strong. I thought that he sounded like Captain America. I thought it was great. I thought he was very, you know, he's, Sam's just a good guy, right? It's easy to root for a person like Sam because he's a good human being to his core. But the problem with that speech is it was strong for the first minute, 30 seconds. Like I was fully invested. I was loving it. And then he just, it just kept going and it kept going and it felt more and more preachy. And it, I feel like everything that I set up in that first, you know, minute, 30 seconds, The next two minutes or however long it was after, it felt like five. It felt like it retracted or took away from the first minute, 30 seconds, which was strong. Um, I didn't, I don't like, there's one thing about me. I don't like feeling like I'm being preached to, like the show is trying to teach me a lesson. I want a show to be able to teach me a lesson on its own merits, not having to shoehorn in a, uh, you know, a monologue for me to understand what the message is. If you're watching closely and you're a good viewer and you're really paying attention to themes and what's going on in this in this show or movie, you understand what's happening. You don't need to be preached, you know, verbatim what type of message you need to be taught while watching this. I got it. The first minute, 30 seconds of, of, of his speech, I understood what was going on. I understood the point. I understood the theme, the motif of the show. I didn't need all of it. You know, that's just a gripe for me because I feel like shows should reward good viewers, right? I feel like the extra two minutes that was tacked onto the speech was to get maybe the people that weren't watching it as, as thoughtfully and as, as seriously as I was or many other people or MCU fans are 
it was geared towards them to be able to hone them in, to bring them into the idea of the storytellers and be like, hey, this is what we were trying to say. But for me, it doesn't work because I'm already watching it so closely. I don't need all that extra, you know, all those extra words to try to make me understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. I, I really do. And up until that point, the show did an amazing job of, of, of showing that just through supreme storytelling, amazing acting. And of course, just just larger than life characters, you know, from side characters like Isaiah Washington, the first black Captain America, you know, characters like Daniel Bruhl Zemo, just the acting in this show was so superb and on a different level that I think that's one thing that needs to be talked about a little bit more. You can make an argument that Sebastian Stan deserves some type of Emmy award for, or Emmy nomination for his portrayal of Bucky Barnes in this show. He weaved so many different emotions throughout this six episode show. It was honestly fantastic. And I hope that the, that the, I think the, I'm not sure if it's how the Emmys work. This is a TV show, but I really do feel like Sebastian Stan needs some recognition or Anthony Mack or both of them, but mostly Sebastian Stan, you can, he is a, a, a troubled individual, right? He's been alive for hundred, almost a hundred years gone to you know World War II, killed people most of his life, came back, realized his best friend's alive again, and so is he, and he's living in the modern world. And it's insane, you know? It really is insane that he's able to do all this, weave all these different character ideologies together and perfect it and make us truly believe that he's this guy from the past and he's here now trying to, you know, figure out a life in, in two, I guess it would be 2025, 2020, whatever, 2023. I don't know what year it is. I think it's 2023 that they're in right now, which is good. We're, we're catching up. We're almost there. Thanks to uh, our blip, you know, COVID, which gave us a year off, which will help us catch back up with the MCU timeline. So that's kind of nice, but yeah, I am, I am very excited to see what Marvel has next. I think I hit everything I wanted to talk about. If there's something I didn't talk about in this episode that you want me to talk about, let me know below. I'm pretty sure I forgot a couple of things, but I didn't want this to get too lengthy because there's not a lot to unpack in the finale. It was pretty straightforward. It was a good finale. Um, you know, I did. I got. I got no issues with it. Oh, I forgot the power broker. That's the thing I forgot to talk about. It's a big deal. So Sharon Carter is the power broker. I think it's Sharon Carter, and I, I call her Agent Hottie because she's pretty attractive. But so Sharon Carter is the power. Is it Sharon Carter? No, is it Sharon Carter, I think is, I don't know. I can't remember which one, which Carter is that Carter. I don't think it's Sharon Carter. It's the other Carter. It's the blonde chick, whatever her name is. Um, she's the power broker, but we all kind of knew she was the power broker. So now she gets to go back into, you know, into the government as the power broker. Now she has all these powers, all, all this power, you know, pun unintended. She, I guess I'm wondering what she's going to be in the MCU moving forward. Is she going to be a villain? Is she an ally of Sam and Bucky? I have no idea where she stands. But she got a little bit of a taste of that that life outside of the law. And she seemed to, to love it and thrive in it. And now she's back in the law with the law's you know knowledge and secrets and all that. And she can continue being the power broker. But the thing is, I can't speak enough of this because I don't know what the power broker is. Like, I'm not going to sit here... On my, on my high horse and pretend like I know what the fuck that is. I have no idea. Uh, I just, I'm curious what that means going forward. What type of power she'll actually yield. And will she be the main villain in Captain America 4? That's possible. Will she be, you know, involved in... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that. But I, I, I made sure... I'm glad that I remembered that. Because if you guys don't know, when I do these, these 
these reviews. I don't have a script. I'm talking pretty much as I go, which is if a lot of you know me on a personal level, you know that's basically what I do anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty long-winded. I talk a lot. And so for me, getting all my thoughts out there as cleanly as I can is pretty simple because I talk fast and I talk a lot. But now I hit everything I needed to hit because I talked about the power broker. If anyone knows more about the power broker, comment or DM me or comment here on the, on the YouTube. I need to know a little bit more. I don't know enough to, to formulate an opinion about her or what's going to happen in the future. If you have any ideas about what where the MCU is going to go next in terms of the storyline, you know, with the Thunderbolts or with Madame Hydra, you know, Julie Louis, Julie Louis, Julia Louis Dreyfus, man, I'm all, I'm all tongue tied today. It's Sunday. What can I say? But, uh, if you guys have any thoughts, let me know. I'm really curious. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe this video if you like it. Make sure you check some of my other videos or podcasts. I got a lot of good ones. I got Marvel Talk. I have, uh, last week I did uh, Crazy Stupid Love, which was one of my favorite sitcoms. If you want to check that one out. I got Sports Talk. I got more Sports Talk on the way. The NBA playoffs are coming out soon. So get, get be on the lookout for an NBA playoffs preview in May. That's for sure going to happen. And we don't have any new Marvel content until I think June with the Loki show and then uh, Black Widow. So we'll have our first Marvel movie review on the uh, on the CamCast pretty soon too. Um, but as always, you guys, thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you for you know liking and subscribing and doing what you do. Thank you for checking out the CamCast merch store. Make sure you check that in the link below or you check that in my link in my bio on the YouTube or on Instagram. That's at cam.cast. It's a lot, all these, this is a, it's a long spiel. Every single episode, I got to do this stuff. Make sure you follow on Instagram, cam.cast, K-A-M dot K-A-S-T. And as always, guys, peace and love. Thanks.